Okay, so we are in week two of this series, which is called One Way or Another. And in this series, we are talking about choices uh, and just things that you'll be faced with over the course of your life, not just in high school years, not just when you're holding a phone in your hand, but all of the time when you're faced with different choices. Uh, and so last week, we talked about peer pressure and how it can come from people around you. It can come from your friends. It can come from relationships. It can come from people trying to get you to not pay attention while someone else is talking. It can come from all kinds of places, including movies, TV, uh, Magazines don't really exist for you guys anymore, but things like that, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, all the cool things. Um, but it can come from all those different places and just how it's so important to just be yourself, regardless of what that is, to figure out what you want to be, who you want to be, and go down that path. And anyone who tries to make you be someone else, and they're like, in order for me to like you or to hang out with you or to care about you, you have to change. That's not right. Like, that's not legit like. That's not actually cool. Um, and so this week we are going to talk about something Else, we are going to talk about stealing, but also money, and how those tie together, and also cheating and some things. And so we're going to start with John chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. Uh, six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. So I start there, and it's about, you'll understand how it goes to stealing in a bit. But I start there because basically what Mary did was uh, baptize Jesus with something that was more valuable than anybody had. So like this stuff, the alabaster perfume, was like super expensive. That would be like taking, I don't know what fancy perfume is now, like whatever the high-end, like Calvin Klein, something more than that, like French perfume, like taking that, like a $700 bottle or more, and like shattering it to like show somebody that you care about them. Like it's a major thing. And what Mary was doing was saying, hey, money doesn't matter to me, you do. Like, like being who I can be and you being in my life and just the love that you show and the love that I show and all of that matters. And I, I start with that, and this passage starts with that because one of the things... So there are a few reasons that people tend to steal, and we're going to talk about that. And one of them is a need for something that you don't have or you can't afford otherwise, and just you talk yourself into it. Uh, sometimes you'll, you'll hear stories where someone like literally can't afford to eat, and so they take bread for their family, and so there'll be like a moral question, like, is that wrong? And like it goes along the line. Um, but often it is from this desire to have more than what you have, regardless of whether you can afford it or not. Sometimes it's a compulsion. Sometimes it's uh, something where people just have an addic addiction to it. There's all kinds of reasons. Um, but a lot of it comes from this overvaluing of monetary things. Now, before I get into this, I am going to tell you that anybody who tells you money doesn't matter, you know, they're kind of lying because money obviously, or they're rich, because money obviously matters. Like, there's no way to live through this life without money, and everybody always wants more, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, when money becomes all you care about, that becomes a big deal. One of the things that I face a lot is I will talk to teens, and sometimes adults too, um, who get this offer of like, say, like uh, a, a factory job or something. And it's like, well, you know, like, I'm going to drop out of high school and do this. Or uh, I'm going to completely change my life and do this. Or I'm going to move and do this. Because you make so much money an hour, but then you work so much, you have literally nothing to do. And it becomes all about uh, getting more money. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with it. And some people need that. Some people need to survive. That's all fine. But what I'm saying is, if you talk to the richest people in the world, people who have more than they'll ever be able to spend in their entire lives, they will tell you they don't have enough. And so obviously we will say we don't have enough. Uh, I, I am staring down the barrel of college loans at some point, and like it sucks. And I can tell you that I always want more, I need more, and all of that. But it, it's not, what I'm saying is not don't try to earn money. It's not don't value money. It's not don't care about things and like all of that. I'm saying 
it can't be number one in your life. Because if it's number one in your life, then everything else falls away. And if that's your identity, then everything that happens to you is based around how much money you have. And so you will change depending on that. And so you'll see all these stupid shows, uh, well, not so much anymore, but stupid reality shows where people just do completely stupid things just to make money. And we make fun of them and we laugh at them and most of it is scripted and so we know that. But anyway, like they'll do all this stuff for money and they start to lose their dignity. They start to lose who they are. They become someone completely different. Um, I am not a huge cancel person, but you guys are in that culture where like you have all these TikTok stars or, or Instagram stars or YouTubers or whatever that will make a lot of fame and they'll make a lot of money and they'll do all of this. And then people love to tear them down. And most of the time it's deserved because they do stupid stuff. But still, uh, it's always been that case. Like people earn a lot and get a lot and become famous and then they get torn down because that's kind of what people want to do because we always want more and we want theirs and we want ours and all of this. And I start that by saying, what Mary is doing is not saying she doesn't need money, because she does, because she has to pay bills, she has to buy food, she has to do all of this stuff. But saying, even though I need this, even though I need money, like being with you, serving you, following you is more important. And so that's where she starts. And then, you know, over the course of your life, you're going to find that you'll have what you need if you're doing your best. That does not mean that there aren't poor people. It doesn't mean there aren't homeless people. When I was in Seymour, uh, working part-time, working full-time for part-time pay, I was like an inch away from poverty all the time. Like literally, like there were three times, and I've talked about this before, that I got these checks out of the blue that saved my life basically, or I would have been on the street. I would have been homeless. And like all of this stuff can happen. And that taught me how close everyone can be. Sometimes we'll look at somebody who doesn't have any money and like, man, they made all these bad choices. Sometimes it's not as simple as that. Most of the time it's just, man, taxes got too high or something. They had a big medical concern or something that cost all this money that it shouldn't. And so I would love to say, hey, let's change the system. We got to live with the system we have. But what I'm saying is as much as we need money, as important as it is, Never make that the most important thing. I'm not saying stop getting money at all. Don't. Like, don't go home and tell your parents, like, hey, Jeff said I don't have to ever work. I'm, I'm just, I can stay here. You're going to pay for everything and we're good. Because I'm not saying that. Rob will pay for everything for you. But other than that, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you see what she values. And so in your life, you have to figure out what you value. Uh, for me, I... I obviously value serving Jesus. And like, that's what my life is centered around. I do my best to be like him. I do my best to love everyone. I do my best to, to show this example. And so I build my life around that. That does not mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. Uh, I'm right all the time, but I still will occasionally make mistakes. But um, what it means is you have to figure out what it is you value and what it is you want your identity to be based on. And anything you choose that can change, basing your identity on that is not a good idea. So just for example, in identity, before we continue in this, if you say, uh, I am an athlete, like I'm a student athlete, that's awesome, like play sports, it's cool. But after school, you're no longer a student athlete. So if that's your identity, if that's what you've based everything around, then when that goes away, or if you get hurt, or you get cut from the team, then you're shattered. And you'll see that in the pros sometimes, like people who just can't let go and keep retiring and unretiring and doing all of these things. Like I believe Brett Favre retired like 23 times and then unretired 24 times, and it just was nuts. And it's because they can't let go because they've defined themselves as that. Or people who define themselves by the relationship they're in, as the boyfriend or the girlfriend, and it's like everything about them is based on that, and that's who they are, that's how they see themselves. And so every single relationship in the history of time ends one of two ways. Either you break up or you get married. Like, that's literally all that can happen. I'm not telling everyone here to get married. Don't go get married right now. But what I'm saying is all relationships end by either going the distance or breaking up. Like, there's no in-between. There's no fancy thing. 
And so what I'm saying uh, here is if you define yourself by the relationship you're in, even if you're married and you define yourself as the wife or the husband, if you define yourself as that, then it's like if something happens, if you lose them, if something goes wrong, you're just shattered. And you go on to student, you go on to everything else. And so if you define yourself by how much money you have, that's going to fluctuate over the years. There are going to be times, hopefully, that you have a lot, and that's awesome, and you're comfortable. There are also going to be times where you're struggling, probably. Uh, that's called college, or being young. And so there are going to be times where you're struggling. And so that can be very difficult. And if you've defined yourself by this, and a lot of rich people do, like the, the Elon Musks and things, and so they're always searching because they always want more and they can never have enough because they're defining themselves by this number, by where they are on a list. And, and so that is what we see here is Jesus is obviously not defining himself by that because he's not making money for what he's doing. And Mary is showing, hey, I am sacrificing to show my love for you. So the next part of the scripture. Uh, but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. So it's a lot. Uh, it should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor, he was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. So most of the time, people that point out the wrong other people do are also doing wrong. And so they're trying to make themselves feel better because they're trying to point out, hey, look over there, look at them, don't look at me. And so Judas is the one that stepped up and said, hey, we could have sold that perfume and given it away for poor. Now, we remind you, if you don't know who Judas is, uh, he took like a bag of money and betrayed Jesus. Like he literally uh, uh, sold him out for this little bit that was way less than what this perfume is. And so like the scripture says, he doesn't care about who's poor. He cares about himself. And so he saw dollar signs go crazy when, when that flashed. Like uh, it might be the same if you're with somebody and you like give a dollar to the homeless and like you're just wasting it. Or if you give some money to charity or you pay for my college loans or something and somebody's like, well, you're just throwing that away. And by the way, feel free to do that. But they will look at you and, and think that. And most of the time it's because they overvalue money or they care so much about the wrong things. And so Judas is in that. And I don't have to tell you that Judas wasn't a great guy, but He's stealing from Jesus and the disciples. Now, he's stealing not just from Jesus, but he's stealing from these people that he's spending every day with for three years. And so there's a couple things here before we go on. It definitely did not start with him becoming a disciple and being like, you know what? I'm going to accept this call so that I can steal from them. Because there were way better ways to make money. But he probably would take care of the money. And, you know, at first he's like, Hey, you know what? I can do this. I can help. I know money. And then he's like, oh man, you know what? I'm a little short this month. I really want to buy that really cool donkey over there. And I, I want to put like flames on the side and a nice spoiler and just have this really cool donkey uh, and maybe lower it some and all this stuff, put, add some neon lights and just make it this really cool donkey. And so he's looking at it and he's like, but I, I'm just short. Like I don't have it. And he looks at the money that he's bringing in and they didn't have much. It was basically just money for food or for giving away. And he's like, I could take like a dollar here and nobody's going to notice. Like it's just, it's one time. And then when I get my money back, when I'm doing better, I'll put it back in. And I guarantee you that's how he started. Because nobody starts stealing. Nobody starts hating people. Nobody starts doing any of this stuff by saying, I want to be a big jerk. They start by making a little sacrifice, by making a little compromise. And so Judas did that, and he compromised. And then the next time, it was a little easier, and maybe it was less than a donkey. And he's like, you know what? I kind of got dissed by Peter a little bit ago, and I deserve a little bit more money. Like, I deserve some compensation, so I'm going to take a little bit here, and then, you know, I'll put it back someday, or I'll take it out of Peter's share, and nobody's going to know. And then it kept going and kept going and kept going until money was all that he cared about. To the point, again, that he betrayed Jesus. Now, the other thing I want to point out here is it is never too late 
to turn your life around. It is never too late to ask for forgiveness. It is never too late to be forgiven because Jesus knew who Judas was. Like he knew what Judas was doing. It wasn't a shock to him that he was stealing. It wasn't a shock to him what he was thinking. It wasn't a shock to him for any of this. And yet he still allowed him to be one of the disciples. He didn't call him out publicly. He didn't post nasty things about him on Facebook. He didn't hate on him. He allowed him to do that. Now, he wanted him to change, and he would talk about things that would hopefully help him to change, and he would have absolutely accepted him if he'd asked for forgiveness. But other than that, he let him have free will, and he let him make his own bad decisions, and he kept going and kept going and kept going. And it had to really be hard for for. Jesus especially to see this person that he believed in. And so there's a point near the end before Jesus is crucified where he washes the disciples' feet just to show how much he loves them. And Judas was in that room. He washed his feet even knowing he'd already betrayed him. That shows how we should treat people. Now, if somebody steals from you, if somebody hurts you, if somebody does something bad to you, I'm not saying you be their best friend. I'm not saying you like follow them around and just give them chance after chance. But we also don't hate them and we don't judge them and we don't try to make their lives our lives or whatever it is. And so, you know, Judas is doing all this junky stuff and and he's stealing and he's just valuing it so much that he doesn't care about anything else. And he becomes just somebody who's almost like a caricature of of doing the wrong thing. Like he's actually stealing from people who don't have any money. Like that's ridiculous. And so we go to another scripture and this is Luke 16, 13. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And so what that says, and it says money, but it means anything. And this goes back to the identity thing. Like Judas started out serving Jesus. Like he was there for a reason. He accepted the call for a reason. But then he slowly started to serve both God and money. And he's like, you know what, I can do the right thing and have a little bit of extra. But anytime you add another thing in there, it's always going to take precedence. So anytime your priorities shift to like needing more money or needing the answers or needing better grades, like that shifts. And this goes into stealing in terms of cheating at school. Like sometimes you're like, man, I have studied for literally every test and I've tried so hard. And this one test is going to just kill me because I, I didn't have time to study because I was sick or because I had to go somewhere or because something bad happened or because Fortnite had a new update and I really needed to play through it or something like that. And, and so you're like, I'm just going to cheat this once. I'm just going to copy this once. Or I'm just going to make a cheat sheet this once. Or I'm just going to, I don't know, if you have online classes, I guess it's super easy to cheat. I'm just going to do something this once. And you're like, that's it, this one time. And it's sometimes, I'm not going to say, hey, People that say that are always going to go down the wrong path. Sometimes you really are like, man, I feel so guilty from this. I feel so guilty from compromising that I, I'm just I'm going to apologize and I'm going to change. And that happens. It absolutely happens. But a lot of the time, especially if you don't get caught, it's like, man, you know what? That wasn't that bad. Like, I got a good grade and it's okay. I'm still going to study. I'm still going to do my best. But I can take some answers here and there. I can take some money here and there. I can take some candy from the store. I can take some puppies from Rob's trunk, Like, although that would be saving them. I can do something. I can do something and then get a little better life. And then I'll still do the right thing and eventually I'll change. But the more you try to serve both, like being a good person, being a Christian, uh, being nice to people, being a family member, whatever it is, And then also money and also getting the best grades because you're cheating or whatever. Like the more it just seeps in. And so honestly, nobody wants to get disciplined and it sucks when you get grounded and get caught. But that's kind of a good thing. Uh, Because then we realize, hey, we've been caught. I got to stop. Because often humans kind of suck. And so on our own, when we keep getting away with stuff, we keep getting away with stuff. And then we become less and less of a good person. And then we 
go into politics. And so there's like all of this stuff that, that, that we completely change and we've given up on everything. And so Judas is doing that like he's serving money. And he, again, he didn't start that way. We always focus on Judas as like the villain and he did awful things, but he did not start that way. And also, even after he'd betrayed Jesus, even after that, had he gone to him or had he gone to God, had he asked for forgiveness, I absolutely believe he would have been forgiven. But he didn't. He gave up and he quit. And so when it says you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money, it's like he's not saying, hey, don't have money. Hey, don't get good grades. Don't have nice things. He's saying you got to know who you are. And that's kind of the key to this whole series is you've got to know who you are and who you want to be. And if your whole compromise is, I'm going to be who I want to be, but just wait until after high school or wait until after college or wait until I'm married. It's never going to happen. I mean, hopefully it'll happen, but if you keep putting it off, you're already kind of deciding. And sometimes not making a decision is making a decision. And so if you, you sit and you're like, you know what, I really want to be somebody that, that is respectful and respectable and that people trust and that is a good person that helps other people, that loves other people, that loves God, love others, that, that does all of this stuff, you got to start trying to make decisions that lead you on that path. It's just like if you're sitting there and you're like, you know what, I want to play professional basketball one day. Uh, and this is Jacob saying this. He's like, I want to play professional basketball one day. Well, the first step is picking up a basketball. And then you have to practice and you have to work. You can't just go through your whole life being like, you know, one day I'm going to play professional basketball. Because it's not going to happen. Now, there's obviously a small percentage. But you take that to anything. If you're like, one day I'm going to be a really good person. But you're doing all this junk now to hurt people and to steal and to cheat and do everything. It's like, man, don't put it off. And so the whole point of this series, the whole point of this message, the whole point of peer pressure, the whole point of the root and all of this is figure out who you want to be. Figure out who you look up to. People that, that are a wonderful example to you. And think about how they got there. Absolutely, they are not perfect. They are not perfect. I can promise that. But they had to make these decisions. And so every day you're going to be faced with a decision. Some days they're going to be big. Some days they're not. And now no single decision defines who you are ever. But it also helps to, for you to determine who you are, especially when no one else is around. And so as simple as it says, as it is for me to say, make the right decisions, just do your best. And when you mess up, and that's a win for everyone, when you mess up, learn from that. Or learn from what other people do wrong. Learn from anybody else's mistakes too. And then go forward and do better and figure out like, hey, you know what? I want to be more like Jesus than I want to be like Judas, which is a fairly simple choice to make, I think. And it's like, I want to, to, to really be this example. And so start doing that. And again, I hold myself to this ridiculously unachievable standard, not in terms of morals, because I think that's good for me, but in terms of like everything, like I have to be perfect. Uh, and a lot of that's from, from nurture and some of it's from nature, I'm sure, and all of this stuff. But I have this like, I have to be perfect to the point that if I die in a game, it's like I've failed. And it's ridiculous. And I know that it's ridiculous. But it's because I have that standard. So hold yourself to a standard, but also have grace for yourself and understand that you're not perfect. And understand that if you do your best, that's really all you can do. All you can do is do your best. And when you mess up, just admit that you've messed up. Because i got to tell you, the world needs more people that can admit that they messed up and admit that they're wrong sometimes and admit that they don't know everything. And there's awesome that, that people can do that. And so just do your best. Keep doing your best. Make the right choices and have people around that will help you with that. That's all I got. <laughs>